Today we're going to continue our series on church values. So this is for anyone out there who wants to talk about the kinds of core values that we should have in our Christian church. So whether you're a Pursue God church or a Pursue God house church, or you're even just a small group, you want to talk a little bit about sort of these values that we see in the early church and their values that we should have today. It's all about how we do what we do as a church. And today we're in week number four, and this is how we articulate our fourth value. We give up the good for the better. We're not afraid to sacrifice finances, personal preferences, that sort of thing. I want to start with this idea. Maybe you've never thought of this before. The church, the local church, is one of the only organizations in the world that really authentically exists for its non-members. We see this sentiment echoed in the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, I try to please everyone in everything I do. I don't just do what is best for me, I do what is best for others so that many may be saved. Or how about this one from Philippians chapter 2, don't be selfish, Paul wrote, don't try to impress others, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Out in corporate America, most businesses really do exist for the sake of their members. It's about making money for their members, right? Or the people that work for the organization, but not so with the Christian church. The Christian church really is about the people who aren't there yet. So think about that in your church, whatever that looks like in your context. Are you focused only on the preferences of the people who are already in the pews? Or are you thinking about the people who aren't there yet? Are you looking out for the interests of the non-member? That's what a New Testament church would do. We're willing to sacrifice what we think is best for us in order to give God's best to those around us. Jesus said it like this, Mark chapter 10, but among you it will be different, talking of course to his disciples. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. So if Jesus gave this pep talk to the leaders of the early church, the first church, I don't think it should change for your church and my church 2,000 years later. So let's try this little exercise. On the left, let's talk about what's good. And on the right, let's talk about what's better. In other words, we're willing to give up the stuff on the left. It's good stuff, but we're willing to give it up for the better stuff on the right. So for example, deep, meaty sermons. If you're a Christian, you probably love to go to church and hear a deep, meaty sermon. But what's even better is understandable sermons. And that means sermons for people who might not really have the Bible background that you have. Or how about this, long, intense worship times. I know I, for one, love worship in the local church. But what's even better than that is worship that's not weird. I remember years ago, we were about three years into our church plant and we were starting to gain steam. And then we called the leadership together and sort of all of the, you know, the main volunteers in our church. And we said, look, we're going to actually start having a little bit less worship on a Sunday morning than what you're all used to. I think we did like five or six songs and we said, we're going to cut it down to three songs. Now, several people left our church after we made that announcement because they were thinking more about the church experience in terms of their personal preferences. And so they wanted to go to a church that had longer times of worship. 
But our argument was, we don't want it to be weird. We recognized in our context that worship, and we were really worshiping God, but the worship time was the weirdest time for the visitors, for the people that didn't know Jesus yet. And so we were willing to give up something that we loved, long, intense worship times, for something that we loved even more, not being weird and driving out the newcomers. And how about this? What's good is sleeping in on a Sunday morning, but what's better is getting up early to serve at your local church. Or what's good is buying a new car. Who doesn't love that new car smell? But what's better is stepping up your giving so that the kingdom of God can continue to move forward through your local church. Now, maybe with your small group of leadership team, you can add some of your own things to this list. What's good? What's better? So that you can really start to wrap your mind around this idea of sacrifice, like being willing to give up your personal preferences for the sake of the people around you. And here's the last thing we want to say about this value. Jesus himself is the model for this core value. And this core value really is sacrifice. He gave up his life, which he loved, for something that he loved even more us. Let's go back to that passage in Mark chapter 10 and look at what I've underlined there. Jesus said, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And of course, that's what he did, right? He was expressing this value by going to the cross for you and for me. And how about this famous passage from John 3:16? This is how much God loved the world. So we're talking about God the Father here giving up something that he loved, his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So look, that verse shows us that God the Father and God the Son were willing to sacrifice to give up the good for the better. And if you put John 3.16 side by side with 1 John 3.16, you'll notice that both passages are expressing that same value. 1 John reads that we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and our sisters. And not only our fellow Christians, but we should be willing to give up the good for the better when it comes to non-believers, those around us who haven't yet discovered the freedom and joy that we have. So that's core value number four. We give up the good for the better. We're not afraid to sacrifice finances, preferences, whatever it takes.